The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week, I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with textile preservation expert Camille Myers-Breeze of Museum Textile Services about how to preserve your wedding gown. And I know I see a lot of questions about this on the various message boards because we spend a lot of time looking for our wedding gowns and we love them and we want to make sure that they last. This is for people who do want to keep them. I know some people donate them to worthy charities or other people maybe turn them into christening gowns. But if you do feel like you want to preserve it, even for the short term until you figure out what you want to do with it, Camille is going to offer some great ideas for doing that safely. So welcome, Camille. Thanks for having me, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm really excited because you have so many great tips. You even have a wedding handout, which I'm going to post a link to in the notes for this show. And I also have on my DisneyTravelBabble.com site. This is a handout that helps brides know what to do and what not to do when they're trying to preserve their dress. So First, I'd love to know a little bit about your background in textile preservation. Sure. Uh, I was lucky enough to discover textile conservation as a teenager, and I knew in just a couple weeks that that's what I wanted to do for my career. I got to combine hands-on work with research and lots of writing, and as a bonus, I get to work with really old and cool objects. So it's pretty much the perfect job. (laughs) That sounds great. And so then what kinds of services does your company offer? Museum Textile Services is a full-service textile conservation studio where we provide hands-on treatment, research, writing, and project planning for exhibitions and collections care. We get to work with individuals, but also collectors, historical societies, museums, and sometimes government agencies. We love our work. Every project is an opportunity to learn more about textiles and especially the stories behind them. And we treat all our customers the same, whether it's just a person with a family christening gown or a world-class collection of textiles that needs to be analyzed and identified and conserved. That's great. Well, and I know most brides can attest a gown to them is a very important piece of textile. Absolutely. So now the first thing is a lot of us brides have heard horror stories about shady dry cleaners and so-called gown preservation services that turn dresses yellow or they don't do anything to the gown and then they tell you if you open the box and find this out, you voided the warranty. Would you say that most gown preservation is a crock, or is there a way to tell if the company is reputable? Yes, you should be aware of gown preservation specialists who tell you that your dress is sealed in the box and you shouldn't open it. Sometimes they even say you'll void your warranty if you do. What are they afraid you're going to find in the box except for maybe stains and dirt and poor storage materials? 
I think there are plenty of reputable cleaners out there who really know what to do in the best interest of your gown. But uh, sometimes they're, uh, they take business on when they're not sure what to do or they're otherwise uh, just not gown experts, but they're passing themselves off as such. So a big red flag is if you approach a cleaner and they offer one price for every wedding gown customer. Every gown needs to be assessed individually because they're all different and how you've worn it and soiled it reflects you know, your own personal wedding experience. A real proper cleaner is going to take the time to explain to you where your dress needs attention, what could happen to any embellishments during the cleaning process, things like that. They also should point out that sweat, body oils, and any greasy stains, they're only removable by dry cleaning, whereas sugar-based stains from food and champagne, for example, they're only soluble with a wet cleaning treatment. So most legitimate wedding gown cleaners will use both a dry and a wet side treatment on your dress. So if you approach a cleaner with this knowledge and you're not satisfied with the answers they give you, you should move on to another cleaner. Interesting. And you mentioned to me earlier that cleaning the gown is imperative, but full-on preservation may not be. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Not everybody needs to have their gown repaired, for example. We all tend to get little tears or things like that in our gowns. And I encourage you, unless you have the budget, to just concentrate on the cleaning. I tell my vital customers that they don't have to worry about small tears that may have occurred to their dresses, especially if they don't have the budget. Once the dress is cleaned and archived, proper storage in your home is the best insurance you have that the dress will look the same in, say, 30 years. The next bride who wears your dress may want to make substantial changes, like to the size or to the style, so the repairs you make may turn out to be unnecessary. You should make that decision based on your own budget. That's an interesting point because, yeah, it could be that you're preserving it for your daughter and she's going to want to substantially alter it. If it's safely stored, a whip will not get any larger while the dress is in storage, and you should only handle it very carefully anyway. Interesting. So then are there steps brides can take on their own to ensure that their dresses remain undamaged for the next 30 or so years? Absolutely. Where you store your gown is as important as how you store it. Never keep your gown on the hanger or the garment bag. That's just like putting it in the dress-up bin, which is where it's going to end up after all the strain and the tears and the crushing occurs. If you want to preserve your gown for future generations, you need to place it in an archival storage box after it's clean. Your box should be kept in a part of the house where you are comfortable living, not the basement or the attic, for example. You should keep it in an area where the temperature and relative humidity are stable without the highs and lows that will encourage dimensional change and pest activity. So, for example, a spare closet, under a bed, these are both good places to keep it. You should inspect your box every year for signs of pest activity or mildew. I like to do it in late spring after the moths start coming out or in late summer when mildew is most prevalent. If you notice any visible change in the, in the appearance of your wedding dress, you should consult a textile conservator. Interesting. Okay, this is good stuff. And I liked what you said about, you know, storing it like under the bed or something. You know, when I picked my box out, I just picked out a box that was a safe material, but it's a good idea to look for a box that's actually storable, <laughs> that you aren't going to just stack with all your other junk, you know. So are there different methods required for different types of fabric, like a real silk gown versus the various forms of polyester that most of us buy? Well, not really. Any modern wedding dress should be strong enough to accommodate commercial cleaning. You know, maybe Beyonce's dress is an exception. So you should ask your cleaner about embellishments, which can lose their coatings or come off or tear the surrounding fabric. But a proper cleaner will use machines that provide little or no agitation, which are suitable even for delicate and occasionally vintage dresses. 
Again, if you don't like the answers the cleaner is giving you and your dress is irreplaceable, then you should seek a second opinion from a textile conservator. Often, as a conservator, I have to take preventative measures to make sure the dress will be strong enough for the cleaning. And then, of course, I know exactly how to handle the repairs and storage afterwards. Great. What materials should brides not use when storing their dresses? For example, can the plastic in window boxes eventually damage a dress? Proper archival storage products are dye and acid-free. They're made of inert plastics and cardboard, and they're preferably opaque to protect the contents from any light. So although many archival storage boxes are made of acid-free cardboard, at Museum Textile Services, we use only archival polypropylene storage boxes. These are durable, opaque, pest-resistant, and they remain pH-neutral forever. That's the best part. Even an acid-free cardboard box, which is more fragile and can be an easier target for pests, they will reacidify from the environment and from their contents. So it's really a no-brainer. You want to stick to a good, high-quality, corrugated polypropylene archival textile storage box. You asked me earlier about whether people can buy an archival storage box themselves. So although it's possible to buy, say, a Sterilite storage bin that's made of polypropylene, which has a recycling code of five, you can look on the bottom, these are an awkward shape. They're often kind of tall and squat and they require more folding of your dress. They also don't stand out from the other storage bins that you may have, so they could wind up in the garage or maybe in the shed. Also, translucent bins can accelerate damage to the contents through light exposure, and colored bins may harm your dresses, especially if you have high heat and humidity conditions. So a polypropylene box can potentially trap moisture. This is true. For example, if your air conditioning fails during a heat wave, but it will also hold the cooler air inside the box longer than an organic cardboard box would, and those also absorb moisture more readily. You can pack your dress in acid-free tissue as a protection against the threat of condensation, and you could even use an outer wrapping of muslin as an even better way to protect, especially if you don't have air conditioner and you live in a warm and humid area. And would that just be unbleached muslin like you would make a dress mock-up out of? Sure, that's a great example. I always wash and dry any fabrics that I use. But if you have something lying around that's white or unbleached, those are all fine. An old sheet, for example. Now, you have this wonderful handout that gives brides tips on ways to conserve their gown. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Absolutely. My website is www.museumtextiles.com. And if you go to our resources section, you'll see that we have it set up for individuals, for museums, and for other conservators. In the individual section, if you scroll down a little, our newest handout is called How to Archive Your Wedding Gown. So we want to encourage people who want to do it themselves to read through this, and you'll get lots of practical information. For example, we suggest the best kind of box to buy, and there's a link to that vendor. Also, two different options for your acid-free tissue. So if you're wondering about where I would buy these materials, you'll find that in our handout. That's great stuff. And where can my listeners go to learn more about your company? In addition to our website, we are very busy on Facebook. We post most days with photos of things we're working on, links to job offers we find that come up, and and other textile-related news. That's where we get to sort of act out and be our fun selves. And then we also have a blog that comes out every week that you can subscribe to on our website where we go into the gritty details of many of our projects. So we would love to hear from you. Um, Post something on our Facebook page or sign up for our blog. Well, Camille, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips, ways to avoid scams, and ways for brides to economically conserve their gowns for future generations. So I appreciate your taking the time. 
Absolutely. Just remember all the time you put into choosing your wedding gown, you should really put some time in also to preserving it. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>